Uh, that was um, La Musique, and they are going to be here for New Year's Eve. You can bring in the New Year with them all the way from Haiti to San Francisco by way of New Orleans uh, at the Fillmore Auditorium in San Francisco. They are opening for the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. So it's going to be like classic. Oh, my God. What a great way to start 2020, right? And you were listening to um, one of the uh, tracks off the newest, the latest CD, uh, which is called... Um, Haiti Ah Nola, New Orleans Nola um, And uh, yeah, like I said It was just released this year um, Earlier this year on the Kombucha Kombucha Kom- Kombucha <laughs> God, I really like my pronouncing things today Kombucha label And uh, for those who are Celebrating uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you and tomorrow is Umoja or Unity, the first day of Kwanzaa. You know where we um, we uh, sort of reflect on the Nguza Saba, these seven principles that would definitely uh, put us in the right direction uh, insofar as a new year. You know, sort of looking at Umoja or Unity and Kuji Shagalia, self determination. Uh, Ujima, Collective Work and Responsibility, Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics, uh, we've got Nia or Purpose, we've got Kaumba, Creativity, and then we've got um, Imani, Faith. Wow, isn't that awesome? So we should like not just do it, you know, just think about these principles for the days between Christmas and New Year's including New Year's, but we should like maybe practice these things, these principles throughout the year um, as a nation, (laughs) a world nation, and uh, things could be a lot better. So that particular song that I played, uh, Lumanja, maybe, (laughs) features John Cleary, uh, Damas Fan Fan, Louise, and Logan uh, Schutz, uh, and um, and, in this particular piece, uh, the notes say, ever since we gained our freedom, uh, colonists, old and new, have stolen our riches, human, cultural, and mineral, while our people suffer. They exploit us as if in revenge for Haitians making taking our freedom. This is not new or unique to Haiti. We're asking for guidance from the spirits on how to break this cycle. And uh, I'm going to play a couple of more pieces before I... Um, play an interview that I had with um with Steve Valcourt, uh, one of the band's founders and uh one of the lead Victor uh lead vocalists. Um we we did a Skype thing and uh not Skype, excuse me, um um <laughs> what is it called? Um mm, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh WhatsApp. Boy, the um the sound quality was awesome. Um but uh, it didn't record really, really well. So, um, but you can understand him, and uh, and just like a little little taste of conversation before you see uh, the group uh, next week. But um, I first saw uh, Laku Musique, uh 
at Dance Palace in Washington, D.C. in 2016. The band was on tour with its first release in Creole, Wadio, Nula Tujo. I don't speak Creole. <laughs> in English, it means you tell them we're still here. And um, and this is was in response to uh, the uh, the earthquake uh, in um, January 12, 2010, and um, and another you know neo-colonial moves um, you know since President Aristide had been you know deposed from his his um, democratically uh, elected position as president. Um, by a number of of, um, of uh, operatives supported by uh, the West, and so anyway, um, I was there uh, for a friend's birthday party in D.C. That is, it was her last birthday. Um, she is now an ancestor, and I thought perhaps she might want to go out dancing that evening. She couldn't, um, but I brought her a CD, and as I told her about the performance that drew the audience onto the stage. We listened and danced together. It's my friend Monica Pre. The musicians were in uh, the dance place lobby and began playing traditional rah-rah drum, horns, accordion, didgeridoo, congas, and singing as they led us into the auditorium where more musicians awaited us. It was engaging and fun. You can imagine my delight hearing about the band's latest project, a collaboration between Akumi Seek and New Orleans musicians, and their gig, as I mentioned, New Year's Eve with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band at the Fillmore. It's like, oh my goodness. Okay, pinch me so I can wake up, right? Haiti Ah Nola is like a diaspora homecoming. Cousins who haven't seen each other are now reunited. In a conversation with Steve Valcourt, one of the band founders, he speaks of the translation Cross Waters. Creole meets Creole. Creole with a K meets Creole with a C. <laughs> the ancestors probably had this reunion on simmer for a while, waiting for the right moment um, to serve this gumbo, right, this gumbo stew. And this came about once Lakumi Seek was invited to perform at the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival 2017. And uh, we're going to talk about that. And uh, And then they got invited back again. Last year, isn't that cool? They say that doesn't happen much to sort of work on this project. Um, they have been laying tracks. Um, a lot of this is really, um, you know, sort of ancestor reverence and, you know, and and prayers um, in this particular um, album collaboration. And and typically, you know, African. You can dance. <laughs> you can dance, and you don't even know that. Wow, I am. I am like praising this particular, you know, loa or this particular uh, spirit. Um, but but it's all good. Um, uh, Steve says, um, and some of the notes that I read, uh, we have nearly lost everything, but we'll never lose our culture. And in our conversation, he talked about how, you know, culture is like the bread and butter. It's like the staple that keeps a community together. And, um, and and uh, you know, just this, this band that, you know, sort of came together, you know, in the rubble that was, you know, um, Haiti, particularly the, the larger cities where there was a lot of, a lot of, 
you know, structures that were not seismically sound, and a lot of people were killed by the rubble, um, you know, that that crushed, you know, you know, people and things. Um, you know, a, a band like Laku uh, Musique, it was an opportunity to sort of heal and 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 sort of um, celebrate, you know, those those things that are are to to a certain degree everlasting, like one's faith and one's culture. If you practice it, right? <laughs> you know, things can die if they don't get practiced. So anyway. Um, the same, you know, kind of despair could be said about New Orleans and the golf course after Katrina. So many artists left the Crescent City unable to return for years. Um, however, you know, Africans landed, wherever Africans landed, um, a little Crescent City developed. And you can think about here, you know, we have the Brass Boppers, who um, uh, we see performing a lot with um with Dimensions Dance Theater, we see them, um, you know, featured at the Black Eyed Pea Festival that um, um, Amira hosts, um, you know, um, facilitated by, you know, uh, E.L. Wanda Ravenal. And uh, African identity is connective tissue across time and space, time and place. It is the life force articulated, distance, dislocation, or lost memories, wandering tongues, and misplaced alliances cannot separate us from our blackness or African heritage. The ancestors live in the songs we hum in our dreams, not new, just rediscovered, as um, when um, Laku Muzik, you know, hooked up with all of these phenomenal um, New Orleans artists. You know, like, wow, like, you know, the Preservation Hall jazz band, but others, you know, like uh, John Cleary, Cleary uh, uh, Cyril uh, Neville, Trombone Shorty, Anders Osborne, King James, Teronia Tank Ball, uh, Regine uh, Kassan, you know, of Arcade Fire. Um, yeah, the Lost Bayou Ramblers. I mean, just... You know, it's like, you know, the roots digging other roots, right? Um, just same people, same energy, same culture sort of coming full circle um, and, and being acknowledged in this wonderful, wonderful uh, recording, um, Haiti Anola. So anyway, um, uh, I wrote all this stuff here, and I'm trying to read it, and I'm just sort of going off like extemporaneing it extemporaneously. Um, so the ancestors, as I mentioned, live in the songs we hum in our dreams, not new, just rediscovered. And um, and so um, it was the same when Laku returned to Haiti to lay tracks for what will become um, Haiti uh, Nola, featured artist uh, Akrim de la Creme of New Orleans, Royalty, beginning with, um, as I mentioned, the Preservation Hall Jazz Band, who is going to be in concert with Laku Musique on Tuesday, Wednesday, because I'm sure they're going to go into the new year because that's the way these things usually go, right? You start out in in one year and you end up in the next year. So 2019, say hi, 2020, um, uh, November, not, uh, not November, excuse me, December 31st, and um, uh, January 1st. And on January 1st at Fruitvale Station um, in Oakland, there's going to be uh, a vigil 
for um, um, for Oscar Grant. I think it starts at twelve, or it starts at four. I think you should probably go visit um, um, Love Not Blood that website, that organization, because um, I don't think unless I put it in my date book, I don't think I jotted it down. But maybe I could tell you a little bit later on. I'll look it up. Um, but anyway, there's going to be a vigil there. Um, it's an annual vigil um, to celebrate the life of Oscar Grant, as well as you know so many other um, of our our um, young people and elders who have died needlessly to police violence. Um, so um, let's see, what else did I write here? <laughs> uh, just back from the slave rebellion reenactment, and uh, you know we did this. This series of conversations last month, uh, November 20th, 21st, and 27th, if you want to go back in the archives and listen, um, uh, the Slave Rebellion reenactment was a vision that um, New York artists by way of Chicago, uh, Dred Scott, um, facilitated November 8th through 9th. It was uh, to honor and to recognize and to remember and to um recreate the largest insurrection in U.S. history, uh, the German Coast Uprising, January 8th through 12th in 1811, just seven years after the successful revolt in Haiti, which created the first free African republic in the Western Hemisphere, January 1st, 1804. So January 1st is a day of celebration, a day of liberation. And, you know, you just think about... um, the Emancipation Proclamation becoming law in um, on January 1st, 1863, quite a few years after the, um, the establishment of the first African Republic. Um, you know when um, when the generals kicked and and the foot soldiers kicked France out of Haiti. Um, these Louisiana African Ancestors were were inspired by the idea of a free nation state, um, and they and our ancestors, you know, then the Africans then knew about what had happened in Haiti, and and took encouragement from that that successful revolution and rebellion. Uh, slavery was never part of the majority culture here in the West. Our ancestors resisted until their last breath, despite terrorism and other egregious tactics like placing the heads of 100 African leaders on stakes along the road. We walked uh, in November. So what happened was um, after the uh, the rebellion or the revolutionary uh, uh, plan um, ended um, in uh, in a lot of bloodshed, needless bloodshed. The um, the Americans, because we weren't American then, <laughs> uh, we weren't citizens either. Um, they uh, to strike terror in the hearts of of Africans who were thinking about resisting enslavement. They cut off the heads of of the leaders, about a hundred of them, and placed them along the road, um, along the river road. So whenever anyone saw would walk by. And, and everyone had to walk by. They would see these um, these skulls of these brave, courageous warriors, men and women. 
Uh, New Year's New Year's is a time of affirmation for the Afri- African diaspora. The 500 Africans marching in rain and mud on foot and on horseback carrying a few rifles, most armed with farming implements like machete and um, and cane knives and and other types of um, of um, implements like a wooden rake. Um, so that was in a January. That was in January about 300 years ago. And what they shouted was, on to New Orleans, freedom or death. And those of us marching in the cold along the river road were plantations replaced by threatening toxic chemical plantations chanted the same as we marched on to New Orleans that Saturday. Our ancestors didn't get there, but we did. Um, we were there in Congo Square and the question now is, what's next? So I'm going to play uh, another another couple of songs uh, from the CD, and then I'll tell you what you were listening to. <laughs> and uh, and then we will jump right into that interview with uh, Steve Valcourt. Hey, you know, I'm 
And uh, the people have been working for a better Haiti. The people have planted the seeds for this beautiful garden called Haiti. When we had our revolution, we had we have suffered for this, and yet those in power seem determined to destroy this dream with their hypocrisy and empty words. We are tired of it, but but we can't give up. And um, yeah, so that's another great another great song. And, uh, and I want to read you a little bit about about Steve before we play this interview that I have been teasing you with, and we we really did talk. <laughs> And you hear a lot of background and a lot of noise in the background, but it was a good conversation. We we probably need to do a retake on that now that I've a little bit more conversant on 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 the on the uh, the music. But anyway, Steve Valcourt is the son of Haitian music, musical legend um, Bulu Valcourt, Valcourt, a blues, jazz, and roots musician. Thanks to his father, Steve grew up surrounded by the top stars of Haitian music and absorbed it all. He cites influences as varied as Carlos Santana and George Benson to Haitian protest singer John Steve um, Brunach. Steve had some fame as an artist with his compa band, Vodk, but found his niche working with his father producing young artists often for free. Now Steve is pushing the rediscovery of traditional Haitian music through La Cool Musique, while... uh, showing his deep appreciation and respect for those he has learned from. Steve currently teaches music production and Haitian music history at the Audio Institute in Jacques Mel. And he and I spoke, uh, when we spoke, he wasn't in Jacques Mel. He was in um, uh, at, in the Capitol. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, here is Steve. <laughs> Good time. Yes, I'm probably have a little bit of noise around here, but mm-hmm. if that's not a problem with you, it's okay for me. No, no, it's fine. Thank you so much for giving me some extra time. I wasn't quite ready. I had to re- prepare a little bit more. Oh, man, did um, uh, did did your manager tell you that I saw you all in um, Washington D.C. Uh, a few years ago? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just really, really, really love your music, and and I'm I'm, from, I'm yeah, and I'm a New Orleans native, so uh, I was just there. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Yeah, wonderful. yeah, and um, yeah, so and so I really, really appreciate you know all of the New Orleans artists that are part of this wonderful um, uh, uh, La Cool Mystique. Um, hey, the new album. Yeah, the new album, right? So um, when you all come here for um, uh, New Year's Eve, are, are you going to be joined by some of the New Orleans um, musicians? Yes, I mean the plan is for the, the at midnight we have the song I Co Creole that we did together, the the mm-hmm. last featuring with it. Yes. And I think that's going to be the song for the for the midnight of the thirty first. Mhm. And that's the idea. We are going to be on stage performing. Mhm. I, I think it's gonna be wonderful because that co- that collaboration between Haiti and New Orleans, for me first of all, is something that's never been done. The way we mix it, the way we merge it, mm-hmm. and then for us to have the opportunity to perform it at the, at the 31st, I mean at the the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. it's like it's like wonderful. 
Right, right. And and I was wondering, did you know about the um the largest slave rebellion in um in the country was was in New Orleans and it was inspired by um the Haitian Revolution and it was in January eighteen eleven. Did you know about that? Uh, I, I I got the miscommunication. Can you can you repeat something? Yeah, yeah. Um in um in New Orleans, January, yeah. I think eighth uh-huh. through ninth or something like yeah. that, uh, eighteen eleven, there was a slave rebellion um, in uh, in the German coast of, of Louisiana, which is um, north of New Orleans, and and over five hundred Africans were marching to New Orleans to take over the the, the city. Wow. Yeah, and they were inspired by the Haitian Revolution. Because you know New Orleans, because New Orleans and Haiti were in touch with each other, right? And so, yeah, and yes. so, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And back, back, I didn't know, I didn't know rather a lot of story about you know, about it, but I heard when I guess because when I get first go to New Orleans uh, for for the album, it was a festival time. Mm-hmm. I, I do a little research about about you know how New Orleans and, and Haiti. Uh, get together from after the for Independence War and everything. Mm-hmm. So I have a little story about it, but I didn't know like recently in January you said. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then and then this year in November, um, uh, an artist called um, Dred Scott, he uh, facilitated a slave rebellion reenactment. So we went down to New Orleans. A lot of us, some of us who don't live in New Orleans anymore and the other people that don't, we were there um, reenacting the slave rebellion. So we marched the 28 miles into New Orleans um, over November 8th and 9th for a big celebration in, in Congo Square of Liberation. So it's just really great that you're coming. It's just like so wonderful. Yeah, I didn't know about it. I have to go and do some research, but it's great. I mean, I mean that's the way you know the, the combination of culture, the combination, the combination of history. Mm-hmm. You know, I think and the combination of the, the album come up this year. It's like it's no coincidence. It's like the 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 the, 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 the talk of we are being told. I don't know if I speak it properly. <laughs> The messages is going around. I love it. It's like one love, one unity. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's yeah, good. yeah, totally. And um, what I really liked about um, about your Lakumusik is um, is the multi generational aspect of 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 the ensemble and and how how we were all on stage dancing with you it was like so cool. I was wondering if you could tell me a bit about about the band and how you were organized and, and like you. You like have like, you know, your your father <laughs> is like such an icon, right? And and then yes, yeah. yeah, so just tell us a little bit about about you know your band and the members and and you know and sort of how you all were born out of you know out of a tragedy. And actually, I've been to Haiti twice um, after the earthquake. We we went and 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 uh, I took some donations and other kinds of things to help help out with um, the the um, Rebuilding. So, um, but I didn't get a chance to get to where you are in Jacmel. Um, I went to other places, um, but mostly were concentrated in uh, in um, uh, in in the uh, capital. But went to other places too, like City Soleil and and to the um, uh, to to the um, uh, to, I'm trying to, the place where um, 
uh, where Chris saw fought off the. Uh... No, no, no. <laughs> right. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, um, lots of music really started at the at the you know after the the earthquake. Mm-hmm. Yes, and at the back of the studio we were in Delma. I live in I left I lived in Delma at this time. Actually, right now I'm not in the at Jackson. I'm in Port of Prince. Oh, you're in Port of Prince. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, we got together for us to start, you know, with the band because we have performance and we're preparing for the travel in the mm-hmm. New Orleans. So, um, yes, and at Delma, when the house were like troubles and the the government didn't want the 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 people to stay in the house, and he built they built a a camp. And then where every like a lot of tents on it, and then they, that's where they put people with their house house damage. And then Jonas and I, that that place was at the back at the at the studio. And then Jonas and I, Jonas and I, uh, were were passing by. And then when we watched the camp, it was everybody was sad. There was no 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 happiness. There was no joy. And then, and then Jonas and I, we said, okay, we're gonna go there. Play some music and see see what uh, what comes up so people could, could be more happy and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start when we get there we didn't know which music to play because you know uh, there is older generation there is younger generation there is for that like love rap and you know hip hop but there's for that like you know gospel so don't you know they don't merge those people with the culture. I'm like what we gonna perform here because. We had to find something to, you know, so everybody get satisfied yet. So we started to bring song and then mix it. So we mix reggae with, with some traditional song, with some tambour. So we're trying to do a, a a blending of everything. And then people liked it. They asked us to come back again, come back again. So we were like both two of us. At the same time, Zach, Zach now, the manager that came mm-hmm. from... Uh, 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 he was managed purely on all stars. Right. And then, um, so he came to do the visit of the studios to see, you know, what's come up after the tragedy, how the studios are, so how the music industry is, is about. And then he came to my father's house just because, you know, it's a legendary studio and uh, uh, he wanted to see my father and meet him and everything. So when you get to meet my father, we were downstairs, Jonas and I practicing, and then he heard us from his, from from my father's studio because it's like a two floor. Mm-hmm. The first floor on top is my father's studio, and downstairs my studio. So he heard us performing at the the rehearsal kind of at the studio, and then he he came to he came to he came to 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 visit. Then he said, okay, why don't you, I came here to do if I can have a mixture with the old tradition music to the new generation, how we can do that mixture. Mm-hmm. And then he said, ah, we tried, we worked on this for like months now because that's what that we explained him the story, so we're doing it at the back in the camp. And then he said, yeah, well, let's try to do a song, that's the idea. And then we do that first song with Physic Cafe with my father. Which is in the first album. That was a pretty much the first song mm. in the first video we did. Mm-hmm. So we did that song, and then people said, Yeah, but you know, we, at, at this time it was a collectivity because not a band, because we didn't know we were, not, we were about to have a band. We said, Okay. <laughs> Zach, said, Zach said, Let's gather everyone that we take could be a dream team for them. 
So since it's not a band, it's just a dream team to a, a project. So I go and get people that I know that probably already in another band, but are the best players I know. <laughs> <laughs> so so we get Zhao, which is the father of percussion for me, and I mean for, for Haiti too, because he's really a teacher of, of, of traditional culture, music, conga. Mm-hmm. And then we went to go... Um, C.C. and James, that was in the C.D. Boy, it's a marching rara band mm-hmm. that that is like the best of marching band in Haiti. Mm-hmm. We went to get um, Nadine, she's a gospel singer, which is those things no blend, but since we wanted to do something, you know, exceptional. So we went, even in the gospel, we went to get, get Nadine and, and Lamar, and then Jonas was like a hip-hop star. Mm-hmm. So, we're mm-hmm. trying to mix all that together, and then we got that first song. So when they said, okay, the song is wonderful, why we want to see that, what we watch on TV and the video, we want to see it on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, okay, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then finally, we, we say, okay, let's do one show. We did one show. And then, then so on, everybody said, yes, yes, that's it, that's it, we're going to have to do this. And it's like it's an inspiration. It's like that was that was a message from spirit, from, I mean, I don't know. It's like, ah, I just cut through and they say, yes, that, that's it. And then from then, Zach is really, really, really good in, on, in what he's doing. Really, really good. So... That's basically the, the, the story of how Laku music is being done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I was reading about, you know, sort of the name, like what what um, what you, what the band name, um, like what it means um, in in, uh, in Creole. Um, so why don't you tell us sort of Laku what, music? yeah, that's a nice, I, li- I, like, I like it, but I'd rather you, you tell me what it means. What Laku music means? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, um, I mean, Laku music, the word, Laku in Haiti, when you say Laku, the first meaning of it is, it's your yard, your Laku, your backyard. Mm-hmm. So the first meaning would be music from your backyard, Laku mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. And um, Laku in Haiti is where, you know, when children are born, they take the umbilical cord and then they plant it with a tree, special tree, and where you, all your family is, it's, they call it your laku. It's like where you go to, to Zen, where you go to, to, to have good vibration. If you need answers, you can go there, you find your, 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 your roots, you know, kind of. So they call this the uh, laku. So when I say I go to my laku, Nowadays everybody comes to town, but your laku is usually on the mountain in the 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 the, the campaign. So me, my laku, I would say I am from from Petroville now, but my laku is in Kafu. So it's like where I was born and where my um, umbilical cord is is buried. So they call this a kalaku. Then oh. that's the second this. When you say laku music, that means where your you you come from. So that's the second meaning of laku music. Mm-hmm. And then the third part is, you know, there is, uh, <laughs> we have three meanings of Laku music. So the third part is Laku music, it's your Laku in Haiti, is like when you have Laku Bajula, it's the, the house of the spirits. Mm. 
So you have Laku, Laku Souvenance. We have three major Laku in Haiti, but we have like a bunch, a uh, lot of other ones. But we have three major ones, which is Laku Souvenance, Laku Soukri, and Laku Bajo. So those are where, you know, when when the ancestors come from, come from slavery. So when they go and get them from Africa to, to Haiti, um, they get direct to, yeah, directly from their Lakus. So that's where they, they do their... their, their their the, the, uh, cultures, they are allowed to play music, they are allowed to, you know, beat themselves, that they call them lakus. So, then again, laku music, meaning laku music, it's that point that they say where you're way back from Africa, where you come from, your music from your laku. Mm. Wow. So that's three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes of laku music. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool and and it it just fits so well considering um you know so how how your band was born. Um you know yeah. all I mean all those different layers are awesome too but just it just all really comes together. So so you mentioned that um your your laku is uh Peshanville? Huh? No, no, my laku is a kafu. Oh, okay. 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 It's a Kafu, it's a, it's a, it's a Zulu named Kafu, uh-huh. and it's, it's uh, way downtown, way, 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 meaning, uh, it's not uptown, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's way, meaning that everybody's want to live in uptown, so everybody come here, but they're like, who is, is sometimes, is a lot of times, somewhere really far from the, from the, the city, mm-hmm. it's like for Kafu, it's like a, uh, Akaye or Jeremy, you know, it depends mm-hmm. of where. Where, where you were born, where your family came from. Me, yeah. my family came from Cap Haitian. Okay. Oh, really? So really? Cap Haitian? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so, my, so, so my Laku is up. If I go from my father's side, mm-hmm. my Laku is all the way to Cap Haitian. Okay. If I'm going to my mother's side, my Laku is on Cap Haitian. So it's it, just to tell you the meaning of Laku, how we mm-hmm. process it. Yeah. How how do you spell um, the name of the Laku um, for your mom's side? Uh, it's Kot Fe, K-O-T, Kot Fe, K-O-T space F E, with an accent. Okay. Okay. Great. Ah, wow. Yeah. So, um, so of the original um, super super band, how many members are continued? I mean, I know they were all like in all these different bands, because um, so how many? Did everybody stay? Um, are there additional people now? Um, yeah, I'm sure you get caught up sometimes. No problem. Everybody's in Laku. Well, remember you were talking about how um, how you, you pulled, you know, you went and tapped your friends, people that were like superstars for that first get-together, for that first song, for that first recording. And I was wondering... Of of those people that were there, you know, for that first first set um, and for that first um, monumental recording, uh, who is who is still with the group, and 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 are, are there additional people? We we all basically there. We oh. all basically there. Okay. Basically, yes. The the, the band stays the same. Mm-hmm. There is a Ulele that's not here, but he's in the state because he is uh, have uh, something to. To speak to his paper, meaning that he has, uh, he's working on his resident and everything, so he has to stay there. But we basically, 
we basically are the same way we started. Okay. Okay. Oh, neat. That's really cool. Um, so I wanted to ask you um, if you could talk a little bit about, um, you know, this this um, this new new release um, and and all of these various artists that are on, you know, that that join you for various, um, you know, songs and things like that. I was I was listening uh, to to the uh, CD and like uh, uh, find find. Uh, find Find me. I was thinking about find me lava loss <laughs> um, for that yeah. one. Yeah, and and then and then and then the one about the grandfather, um, Akai Grandpa. That was nice. And I was wondering, like, and you got all these different people that you're featuring. You know, that like for instance on 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 that particular one, um, um, uh, uh, Kai Grandpa featuring Tank and the Bongas. I mean that is like heck awesome, and then you've got other other um you know um other work you know like the one um what is that um Lumanja featuring John Cleary he's he's a really good pianist and and then um yeah, yeah. and then you've got the one um Sana Kenbe or Kenbe uh, yeah. yeah with with Cyril uh, Neville and that's yeah. awesome he's singing yeah. too and then the one before that with the really Mhm. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, the the, the album is, is is wonderful itself. At the at the beginning, when we get there, when I if I may continue the the story from from when, the New Orleans we were talking before. Yes. So when we get there, the vibe because it was festival time. Every time we at the street, every corner we see, is, you know, there is a performance. There is kids perform. There's marching band. I, I felt like like home. I'm like, whoa, this is. Really, it's like Haiti and in, in, in time of uh, in time of carnival. Mm-hmm. So it's the same vibe, the same spirit. And then Zach said, "Oh, let's. What do you think if we do an album to, to mix mix this?" I'm like, "That would be great." Mm-hmm. But you know, we don't know the proper person, you know, the artist. Zach said, "Okay, what should you do? You do the you 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 study it, and then we're gonna, he's gonna propose me." some artists and he's gonna try to talk to them I'm like okay, okay. so we're starting the album with the vibration of Haiti and all the the, the instrument and the vibe from La Cruz and everything and then Zach starting to propose, propose people like you know Leila he said okay you know Leila I'm like yes but yeah let's give her a call and then we start talking and then they're, they're very happy to participate you know um, very very happy uh, Arcade Fire offer us his studio, offer us his studio mm-hmm. to 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 record. You know they're very very friendly and and that's how we we had that perfect blend because I didn't know how it would be possible. I was like, okay, what we do? We perform and we ask them if they if, if we give them partition mm-hmm. score or do, do we have to write the song for them? Like I said, you know they feel the vibe coming and that's why I say the the, the the culture, it's really mixed. We, it's really one culture. Like you said, um, New Orleans, Haiti, you know, we have marching bands the same way they have marching bands there, except mm-hmm. of the, the, the horn section that in Haiti we use corne, mm-hmm. and then they use, like, you know, the full horn section. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for them to blend with, blend with what we're doing and then to come up with this. But it's an amazing set of legendary artists. I'm very proud of this mm-hmm. achievement and happy that Zach called call for those people. 
And then the way they they collaborate with us, it's amazing. It's like they they already felt the vibe and we already know each other for a long time. It's like we are brothers for sure. Mm, oh yeah, totally. And um and I was wondering if, if you could talk a little bit more about um about the spiritual connection because um, you know, musically and culturally, um, you know, there's like really no separation. But then I was thinking about, you know, sort of the voodoo as well, you know, is is like a spiritual tradition in um in, in New Orleans in that particular region. And then you think about um uh, the Creole, right? You know, you got Creole, and we have Creole. <laughs> and yes. yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like you know, we were that, that was that just feel like it meant to be. It's like, how come that never been done? I was, you see, when we when we get there, when we see the obvious that has on it, like you said, we both have Creole. The 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 tradition is the same. The the music is kind of rara-ish, what mm-hmm. we call rara in Haiti. Mm-hmm. But the horn is just, they still have the same horn except us. It's like different, but it's a marching band with horn. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and even sort of, you know, the whole politics around, around freedom and liberation and about being African, um, you know, that's something like, you know, you think about how in Congo Square, that was the only place in the country where African people could play the drum, and everywhere else in the United States, it was silence. And and like you were mentioning, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, you know, in Haiti, Voodoo itself has more than three hundred rhythm participants, mm. meaning that just on the conga. Mm. So what's so is because every spirit. When you do the dance, the, the the spiritual dance, when you you know mm-hmm. they they do every spirit comes with a with a with a style of music, with a style of congas, mm-hmm. and then that's why we have so many the rhythm and the and the and the and the body section. So mm-hmm. spiritually, when some when you go for let's say instead of New Orleans, you go to New Orleans, and then someone is performing or they performing in their arras, and then when we listen to it, we be like, ah, oh, it's, it's, it's so like a Nagu, no, it's so like a Pitbull, meaning that because we have so many styles, it's not, it's not, it's gonna be really difficult to not find something that you can relate when you listen to 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 another to another culture or to listen to that sentence your audience to be like, oh yeah, but that is they they don't call it Nagu, they don't call it Pitbull, but when you hear it here, when they say, okay, okay, let's play a Nagu on this because you see it's the same vibe, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so so it's kind of the same it's kind of the same vibration. So we have to 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 to, to somehow you you get it equal. You'd be like, oh, okay, I see where that comes from. Oh, I see how we can relate this to <laughs> ours. Our, you know, it's the same same vibration. Mhm. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So um. So did you all decide on on the on the um the list you know the 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 uh the, the different songs that were going to be a part of of this album and and then you invited the New Orleans uh collaborators to come in or did they contribute uh any songs to the album You know it was they, they were given the whole album and then which song I can say let's say I feel like, and this song I feel like a piano 
So we say, you get something where my mom told me yesterday I saw my mom in my sleep and she asked me, where are we going now? What are we doing? I mean, that's, that's how, you know, what, 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 did, what, what we're willing to do to improve or to change. Mm-hmm. So that, that's basically the, 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 the base of the, the, that song. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation between um, the, the the past generation, mm. I mean elders, not just generation, but elders, to the new generation here, said, what what are we doing to keep to, to keep that love, that harmony going? Mm-hmm. What should we do? That's the question. Not they telling us what to do, but they asking us, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Any um any other other songs that sort of look at um you know the multi generation multi generational aspect of the culture and and particularly you know sort of um remembering and honoring the ancestors. Okay. There is there is a song called Bujo mm-hmm. in the album. Uh huh. You hear it? You heard it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a an adaptation, adaptation on the a very very old tradition music. So that's and we're taking like three different songs, mm. make it in one song, and then do the the, the bridge between three generation and three songs. Oh wow! So which one is that? Buyo. Oh yeah, featuring the Soul Rebels. Yeah, they were pretty cool. That that those particular songs. Yeah, that was a nice nice collaboration. <laughs> I I really like that song because it's really throw me way back and then gradually bring me back to Kuru generation coming up. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to the end, Patisa, Patisa, it's like recently in eighties. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's your generation now, and then when you set the song, you feel like you know any older generation that's here can start singing because they know it. And then the second part, mm-hmm. they is getting bigger. Oh, I see, I know that song. And then the third part, everybody like, yeah, it's the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I was um when I I I think when I first learned about your band. Um, about three or four years ago, like maybe three years ago, when I saw you all, um, I, I was just so excited, and I just read everything I could about you all. And um, and besides, you know, you're being the son of um, the Haitian um, musical legend um, uh, Boulou Valcart. You um, you um, um, you all you 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 um, I don't know if you you sort of grew up here, right, um, in Long Island, and then you went to high school and to college here in the United States. Yes. Um yes. and and I think it's so cool though, um, you know, that that you ended up that you you, you went back home, right? Because a lot of times people when they come into the diaspora they stay out here, right? They don't they don't Yes. Yeah, so what yes, you talk about that being, you know, a person of diaspora, you know, insofar as you know you know the United States and you know it but you're home. <laughs> you know, that's your base still. Yeah, yeah sure. Back at home, you know, you know, back when my father, my father was alive and everything, I mean, very young. Mm-hmm. We have that harmony in the house. We have that love and that, you know, I, I keep 
can call it in harmony. Everybody was, everything was in harmony in the house. And then when you grow up and then they say, okay, now it's time to travel and to go study in the state. You'd be like, oh, some people are like excited about it because they, they will know someplace else and everything. But me, myself, I just felt, what's up? Um, me myself, I'll be like, okay, so I that when I get to, to the state, I just get that vibration back. So I felt so alone. I felt, you know, it was not home. It's not, it was it wasn't bad. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have bad moments, but I felt it was not home, mm-hmm. and I missed something. And then uh, after I got after the graduation high school, then. I went back to Haiti for a couple of months. Then I go back to to, to college. We went, I was a sound engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, when I called home, my father said, "Oh no, I'm, I'm, you have a studio here. If you want to, you know, if you want to work here in Haiti." I know a lot of friends said, "You know, I would have more opportunity in the state. You know, why don't you stay?" But I did. I did. I, I could not. I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. So I come back here because since I, I, did, I did study the the sound engineer and I have a studio waiting for me, so I think, I mean, you know what, Let's, <laughs> I'll, I'll be happier about home, then, mm-hmm. you know, so I get here, we start, and that's why I came back. Mm-hmm. You know, home is home. Right. Somehow. You know, you can travel, you can places, you can, you know, work everywhere you want, but if you, sometimes it's chaos, I know, sometimes home is, is not good, but it's their home, and that's, that's the way I feel it. I know a lot of people in, in Laku music don't feel the same. A lot of people in... Are, are you speaking? Because I can't hear you anymore. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yes, mm-hmm. I had I had I had a call that started. Sorry about that. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes, so uh, so that's the connection I have with Haiti. I feel like it's home and the culture, uh, the the people, the love, the the harmony. Mm-hmm. Because what uh, the, the the basic what I want people to understand is like what they often see in the news is what the news says mm-hmm. and. And it's the 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 politic part of it, mm-hmm. not the artistic part of it, not mm-hmm. the cultural part of it. Mm-hmm. Me, I live more to the artistic and cultural part of it. That's why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Because we have very nice places. People are wonderful. People are lovely. They, Haiti is the kind of person that you go to their house, they sleep on the floor, they give them, they give you their bed. It's like they, that's the that's how, and everybody would do this in Haiti. It's like normal for them to do this, you you know, you know, but at the same time when you keep them in a in a in a in a way that they can't leave, they always starving there, you know, so that's why you probably see them, that's what they sell in the news and that's why they the political matter is and, and hey dear, I agree and this is true. Mm-hmm. But I think what needs to to what will help Haiti is not politics. Mm-hmm. What we, I mean, politics, yes, because everything is politics, but it's not the way they do it now. It's to to put to bring up the 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 virtue of Haiti, which is his 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 uh, his land, his culture, 
his food, his, mm. his dance, his music. That's what that's what Haiti is all about. Yeah, that's, that's the way you need to promote it, and that's the way you need to to, to politically use it. Not <laughs> I don't know if I if I'm if you understand or if I'm wrong mm-hmm. if, if I'm saying it properly, but that that's why I love Haiti and. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's why when I finished college, I'm like, yo, <laughs> no, I can't stay on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So, so you're um. Did, did you did you mention did you mention that you were um I know you're coming here um next week. Are you coming like straight from from Haiti to? San Francisco, or are you going to stop anywhere else, or are you going to go anywhere else afterwards? Like, are you doing a tour? No, we're coming straight from Haiti to San Francisco, then to okay. Jones. We're performing. We're coming back to Haiti the the first, mm-hmm. and then we have a performance the second in Haiti. Okay. Then we have another performance, I guess, again in New Orleans uh, oh. as well. Oh. And you do. So we have between yes. So I think we have three, three, three shows between mm-hmm. December and February. Oh, nice. In New Orleans. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so we have to do back and forth. Right, right. Yeah. Um. So um, I was just um, uh, wondering if if there was anything else you wanted to talk about with regards to um, uh, to the album, um, or to um, the uh, the project, and um. That I didn't ask you about. Uh, uh no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I didn't want to go too too much on politics. That's for sure. So that would be probably the next thing we should probably talk about. But mm-hmm. no, not really. Okay. Unless you 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 would want that. Oh yeah, well you know, um, I was just thinking about um, because we have a lot of people that are Haitian here in the San Francisco Bay Area, like a whole lot of people. And uh and you know, um and you know it's and, and what's happening there, um, you know, is is alarming to us, particularly the violence, you know, from the government, uh, to people that don't agree with um the leadership, um and, and, and you know, and thinking about democratic elections and that not happening <laughs> and you know, um yeah, I mean it's like and then and then sort of the history of the um the way the West has, um, you know, sort of um, vilified Haiti because of its ability to fight off, you know, the power, the Western power, you know, center at that time, you know, France, and and, and it's been penalized ever since, and you know, place that used to be the jewel of the Caribbean, right? I mean, you know, like everybody wanted Haiti. And you know, and what's now you know what was then a Hispanola, you know, that you know now they're the two countries. So yeah, so we, I was just you know, I was just like, okay, how are things for you all? I mean, I of course, of course, the uh, the culture, you know, is 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 really central, and that's how I believe you know, 
you know, people people maintain their identity, you know, when, when you're able to, like, yeah. have your, your, you know, have your gods, you know, have your spiritual yeah. traditions, have yeah. your language, yeah. you know, have your music, yeah, and have your land, right? I mean, like, Haitians are like, you know, are, don't give up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Now, now, now happen is because if I, if I talk political a little bit, you know, now, since it's the, the time they call the era of the connaissance, the, 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 in French, the era de la connaissance, it's like Sagittarian, is it this? Verso, they call it Verso in French. So that's the area that, you know, information are, are coming to everywhere with the internet, with, you know, everything. People are now study things as in the internet. And then what happened is throughout the, the, throughout the times, there's things that patients didn't know, those information didn't come here. We did. We weren't allowed to get information at certain point. Mm-hmm. But now that we're starting to know, and then you know the story of Haiti about the Columbus discovered the land and yeah. everything, mm-hmm. they're starting to 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 go back and, and research and, and see where what what is true Haitian, what is a true Haiti means. And then I think that's where that's why now we have a lot of problems because things that. I don't know, sometimes well, they were, were not meant for us to know. And then because of now, every all the information is available, people are starting to, you know, get, get, get the information from here and from there. They can, you know, uh, better yourself in, 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 in knowledge because you can go to the Internet. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, that helps people to see to see better where they come from and what they, they did in the past and where they lied to us, where they, they did tell us this, and, oh, I didn't know this. And then we're starting to understand what, 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 who you are. And then I think that's why the political now, he has a lot of problems, because they can't stop the, the amount of, of knowledge that's coming through and then what they hide from us for, for so long, mm-hmm. now starting to get out, and then... It's it's chaos. Mm-hmm. That's how I I see it. Mm-hmm. So the story, the whole story, has a lot of you know things that either they they, they tell you or they they give false information. And then now that you know it, you'll be like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's 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 the base of all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and um, you know, you think about um, you know the um, you know the uh. You know, Bookman um, and and uh, Mon Fatim, Fatima, um, you know, and the call yeah, for for liberation on the mountain, right? And um, yeah, yeah, and and just sorry just, about this, Aline. Sorry about uh, Negmao. A lot of people didn't know the true story, but now we're starting to know the true story about what happened there. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have found. That's why you know it's a bit hectic now because. I don't know. Because that's exactly what I feel is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but now you realize. Let's say. Let's say. Okay. The first thing in the book that they used to in Haiti. They said Haiti. It's it's a land that's specialized in agriculture and 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 seafood and fishing. Yeah, seafood. Mm-hmm. So that's the best value of Haiti. It's agriculture and fish and seafood. Mm-hmm. No one in my generation know how to cultivate, 
no imagination know how to go with fish or uh, <laughs> go to put the fish in the water. Uh-huh. So from there, you have a problem in the get-go. Mm-hmm. So if your your best capacity of growing from all time, from the first book that we studied, yes, Haiti is a, is a, a island that's known for his his agriculture and his is uh fishy see 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 if none of us can do it so we lost it so how we cannot survive if we cannot do at least the basic thing that that's basic that they said the first book is okay ad is agriculture and seafood but mm-hmm. we don't know how to do basic right. so people starting to realize like ah oh, okay okay now i see and then you know it's, it's that's where we have a problem because before we didn't know and we were okay everything they said they said we said yes and but now we try we 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 know things and then you see oh no there is a problem in the constitution oh no that, no that's not the way it should be oh I know where now the court noir is I know you know something that uh, you can question now that you would not question before mm-hmm. so yeah. that's where the cow the kill starts. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's really great. So people are are sort of um, exerting their agency around citizenship and ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then I hear that you know ha- Haitian population like there are a lot a lot of you a lot of young people, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of young people. Hello. You here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So a lot of young people now, you know, do the the, the do do one of you know there is two two ways. There is your people you travel, you get you get the you you have access to information, you have access to growing yourself, mm-hmm. and then you understand things. Or you can grow up, you go to the country, you understand things, you grow up, and then you come back to trying to okay, That's where we had a problem. Mm-hmm. But. Sadly, everybody goes and then see what's the problem and then blame Haiti and stay in the state. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like yeah, you know, the Haiti's not good. The, the country's not good. And then they say, if you see the country's not good, my friend, you, you're lucky you, you travel, you see things, you understand things, mm-hmm. you can do something. So come and do something. Don't stay outside and say, yeah, you know, it is not good. And then... <laughs> No, mm-hmm. no, no. <laughs> yeah. right. So there's two ways you can do it. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. And um, and and you know, I think it's pretty cool that um, the architect who designed um, the uh, uh, the the re- the permanent memorial to honor the victims of of uh, slavery and the transatlantic slave trade at the United Nations, um, that that he. Um, that he is uh he's Haitian and and he also the same architect designed the um um the memorial uh where they found our ancestors bones in in Wall Street um you know in New York and, and I wonder did you know that Yeah I did I didn't know that but uh that's great <laughs> Yeah 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 and so anyway I just think you know like again you know that connection um, you know, between yeah. between um, you know Haiti and uh, and New Orleans um, and Haiti and the United States, you know Haiti helped the United States 
you know, fight Britain for its freedom, right? right. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, so yeah, like, well, a lot of a lot of Haitian men know that. Now they're starting to know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dessalines was over here. You know, I think, I think, um, it was, did Tucson come over here too to help fight that, that battle? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. I mean, that's the irony. That's the irony. It's like, yeah, yeah, but we helped you. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So this, this album, yeah, Rodney Leon is the name of the architect. Um, and uh, what I'll do is I'll send you I'll send you a link um, to um, to an interview that I have with him, and and also um, uh, I'll send you a link to the information about the slave rebellion back in 1811. Um, but what the beauty of of this particular uh, document that you have, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, you know Haiti, uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, Haiti Anola, um, is is just it's sort of like um, is representative of of this history, right? That people don't know about. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. but it's an opportunity for for people to to explore it because they're going to be so they're going to be so uh, you know love you know this music so much like they already have you know when you performed at at Jazz Fest you know twice and now you're going to be going back you know yeah. you're going to be in San Francisco yeah. and you're going to be going back to New Orleans for another concert and so people are going to be like. Trying to like figure out this Haiti, United States, Haiti, New Orleans connection, and we you know we'll be able to like build something together even bigger than this for both of us, you know, both of our nations, which would be really cool, you know. Like Desiline talked about how we were one Africa, right? One African people. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's a little bit that that is the mission of Laku music too, you know. Like if you go back to Laku music, it's to bring. That 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 harmony mm. because we don't do really do politics as that like like politics thing. But if we have to share the harmony, the love, the vibration that's mm-hmm. gonna make you wanna feel, make you wanna know more about what is Haiti. Yes. So that is our mission. It's like I'm giving you the vibe to be like, oh, but <laughs> if this is Haitian, this is good. Let me check it. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So so that's the that's the purpose of of Laku music. Mm-hmm. to show you that the first album called Wadio, meaning that you go tell them that we're still there. Mm-hmm. It's like to to show them the good part that they don't tell in the news and what uh, and lack of music and God give us the opportunity to go around the world to say it. So, mm-hmm. so thank you. Yeah, cool. Wow. Well, I really look forward to um to seeing you all once again. You know. Um, uh, I guess in a week. <laughs> and yeah, it's really awesome. So, you know, so in the meantime, you know, safe travels and uh yeah, and and congratulations on this wonderful wonderful um, you know, album. And thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right. You you take good care. Okay, and I look forward to meeting you um, again. <laughs> next week. No, right, no, next week. Right. Sure. Bye bye.
Congo, c'est frère à terre. Pour ça qu'en face nous n'apparaît, qu'un béchamp dit nous là, tant que nous frappons la fille mariée, c'est créole nous y Alive and well. And so the song um, 
The chorus is, my face painted red on a Mardi Gras day, spy on the corner, do what you wanna, say, Lord, have mercy, gonna kill him in the worst way, way downtown, no turnaround. And then the rest of it is, uh, my culture is my identity from Haiti to New Orleans or NOLA, spirits of Congo, we are brothers and sisters, we're ready for all that is against us, stand firm and tell them we're here. The drum beats and the roots entwine. We are Creole. Hey now, hey now, Aiko Aiko Ande, Giacomo Fina Anane, Giacomo Fina Ane, and you you know that, right? <laughs> Anybody who's been in the world, you know that chorus. We are united in music represented by our flags. Whichever road we take, we are going to eventually meet. When we play the rara cornet, we harmonize with trumpets and trombones, proving that we're family. We are Creole. Uh, said I'm Louisiana Creole, and they Haitian Creole from New Orleans to Jacmel. Said the band be raised in hell. Hey, hey, mama, say nobody, don't worry. Big Chief tell the story of the morning glory. We go to Treme or walk down St. Bernard. I see how we look the same. And I think about our history. My grandmother and my grandfather sitting in the backyard. My grandfather says to my grandmother that he loves this song, singing, my face painted red on a Mardi Gras day. Spy on the corner, do what you want to. Say, Lord, have mercy, going to kill him in the worst way, way downtown, no turnaround. So, you know, I just played about, I don't know, four songs from from the uh <laughs> from the album um which uh certainly encourage everyone to to get but you definitely want to be in the house on Tuesday night oh my goodness um 9 o'clock at the Fillmore Auditorium um Fillmore and Gary um I think it's 1805 uh Gary Boulevard and um or is it 1805 Fillmore? It's right there on the corner. <laughs> I can't miss it. And so anyway, Ilakuma Seek is going to be opening for the Preservation Hall Jazz Band, and then they're going to do a number or two together around that uh, countdown time. So that should be heck of cool. Um, so I'm going to play one more, and I'm trying to think which one. Um, I'm thinking, I think I might play the one that... Um, that Steve mentioned um, that's got this, all these generations, like, you know, it's got the old and the new, and and so it hits multiple generations <laughs> at the same time. So I'm going to play that, um, uh, uh, Bayou Laku, uh, and it's, again, it's featuring the um, the Soul Rebels.
December 24th, 2008, and uh, we had uh, on the air Jonathan Smothers, who um, directed the African-American Shakespeare Company's Cinderella, and uh, and I, I saw it, and then I got a chance to speak to him. So we talk about that, and, um, and if you um, are really excited, you'll have to go see Cinderella for 2020 because uh, it closed last weekend. But um, but just wanted to give you a heads up about that particular uh, show, and um, and then we're going to conclude with a conversation with Dr. Renoko Rashidi, African scholar, who was visiting who was visiting family in Southern California, uh, and sending out dispatches from his extensive archive, and uh, and two things uh, struck me were his references to the history of Christmas pagan history, and the many African scholars like Chancellor Williams, whose birthdays are toward the end of the year. Uh, Mr. Williams, whose seminal work includes the destruction of black civilization, great issues of a race from 4500 B.C. to 2080. He was born December 22, 1898, and he passed away in 1992. And Dr. Rashidi is just a phone call away from many of our great thinkers, and by extension, so are we when he touches us with his wisdom. So this is um really really exciting and um and then um the show concludes um time permitting with a commercial for Black Rep season finale with Paul Mooney black president um and uh, so anyway so that's how we're going to end the show so let me play this because I want you to be able to listen to it as much as possible and if um by any chance you want to uh if you, if you want to listen to it again um you can you can go directly to uh, to the broadcast. Again, it, it was first broadcast um, December 24th, uh, 
2008. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of great things happening in Kwanzaa, for Kwanzaa beginning tomorrow for Emoja on both sides, well, actually throughout the Bay Area. So um, check out Wanda's Picks. Uh, com. You can also check out San Francisco Bayview newspaper for listings and, and other, other newspapers like the Post News Group. Enjoy. Project. 
and, right. and we have this annual event. You all really celebrate our ancestors so wonderfully. Um, but the 17th annual Sunrise Ancestral Remembrance of the Middle Passage Ceremony uh, is this Sunday, June 19th, which is also Father's Day, and is at Historic Virginia Key Beach uh, Park uh, in uh, Virginia, in what is it, Key, Virginia Key, which is in Miami, Florida. Is that my correct? Right, right, yeah. exactly. Mhm. Yeah, there's a whole lot um, involved here. So why don't you um, why don't you tell us a little bit, a little bit about the community there and about this 17th annual Sunrise Ancestral Remembrance and all the other things that you connected it with <laughs> for me because you can do it a lot better than I could do it. Oh, okay. Well, we can start with that. Um, uh, yeah, this is our 17th year, uh, and what we do is. It started out really as um, being scheduled on the Sunday closest to the summer solstice. And so quite a few years that ends up being on Father's Day, and this year it actually ends up being also on Juneteenth, which is you know yet another providential connection. And it's, it's really uh, very much of a grassroots uh, kind of event uh, in the sense that there's no – you know, particular ideology or religion. It's really just a common denominator of all of us knowing that we had at least one ancestor who survived that crossing and that, you know, those all those uh, people, those who died in the crossing as well as those who survived to give us life need to be remembered. Uh, you, know, they're, they're, you know, they're just, uh, you know, they're nameless and faceless and uh, kind of, you know, just, you know, uh, silhouette diagrams and so forth. And we know that these were people. Every one of those people was a, a person who mattered, who counted, who had a name, who had a family, who had loved ones, uh, and who, in, in the case of the survivors, uh, you know, managed to, you know, had the, the, the strength and the knowledge to, you know, love and give us life. Uh, to present and future generations. So all of that is, is, is remembered. Along with that, we also remember the, uh, and this is important, that the, the, the land that we're doing this remembrance on isn't just any old place. I mean, it, it has history. It has Native American history. So every year we open, we all. I made a mistake. This is from June um Gosh, I don't know how many years ago. June, but it's not the one I wanted to play. So I am going to try this again um, because um, Renoka Rashidi is actually um, on the on the uh, program that I'm not going to be um, playing. It was June 2009, so that was 10 years ago, not 11. Um, uh, Dr. Um, Ivan Van Sertema had just made his transition that year, and and so Renoka Rashidi speaks about Ivan Van Sertema, another person, another one of our 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 scholars, our beloved scholars that um, that Renoka was close to. So I'm, but I'm not going to play that one. Maybe I'll play it on Friday. But really, I wanted to play um, this one here. Um, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, this I uploaded the. I'm playing the right one. I uploaded both of them. But hopefully, I'm not going to be replaying the same thing. So we shall see in a minute. Love Talk Radio. Yeah, that's the one. 
And also wanted to mention before I play it, I wanted to correct something. So uh, I mentioned um, with regards to the Battle of Savannah, um, one of the uh, the four generals, um, you know, uh, Jean-Jacques Dessalines was one of them, Toussaint Overture was another, uh, Pichon was another, and, and Christophe Andre, um, Andre uh, Christophe, he was the general when he was a teenager who um, who fought at the Battle of Savannah for um uh for what became the United States what became America independence from Britain uh it was a real a real strategic and pivotal battle that won this country's independence back in a uh, 1700 something or another so um so anyway I just wanted to make give you the correction on that and and there's a lot of great information um that you can look up uh to me, to read more about it but it was called the battle of savannah and 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 uh, Christoph was there. Okay, here we go. Let's try this again. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Wanda's Picks. We have a great show planned for you today. We lost a great man, Ivan Van Cernema, <clears throat> last week, and Dr. Renoka Rashidi is going to be in the studio later on this morning to talk about his great friend and teacher in the African face in Mexico. The topic of the current exhibit at the Oakland Museum of California. We're going to also be joined by another premier scholar, uh, wonderful photographer, Tony Gleason, who has worked in the African presence in Mexico at the Oakland Museum. And he, Tony is going to be giving a talk Friday, June 5th at 7 p.m. at the Oakland Museum. Uh, so you don't want to miss that if you're in town. We are going to be joined uh, by artists Malik and Karen uh, Sanefaru, a dynamic husband and wife team who will talk about their aesthetic ascension, the intersection between art and politics, and their use of art to educate and inspire the youth to greatness. And uh, <clears throat> while we wait for Pamela Tanner Bull to call in her latest film, Who Do You Think You Are?, opens at the Red Vic Movie House in San Francisco June 10th through 11th going to play a selection uh, by a former guest on the show. <laughs> Let's see. Um, actually, I, yeah, I think I might uh, play this. This is from uh, Push Dance Company, and I had the uh, choreographer on my show not too long ago, and I wasn't able to play this particular piece. So here it is, Push Dance Company. Oh, I'm so bummed. Darn, I don't know what happened. I am not, <laughs> I am not playing, I don't know what happened. I am, I'm, I must have uploaded, I don't know what I uploaded. I'm confused. I'm going to have to do this again. So we have to take a retake on this. So, um, yeah, I didn't want to play this. I wanted to play something else that was sort of in keeping with the season. And, wow, that interview with the um, the director of, um, of, um, of Cinderella was so fun. Wow. But, um, yeah, and Renoka Rashidi. Oh, shoot, I should have probably just let the other one play out with, uh, with our brother, um, um, yeah, maybe I'll go back to that. <laughs> You're gonna like say, "Wanda, get it together." Um, 
Yeah, darn, I don't know what to do. Because, um, you know, it's like can't can't fast forward, right? Um, well, you didn't know that. But, yeah, you have to listen to something over again, which I don't think I want to make you do. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, well, I think I will... Um, Hmm. Yeah, that was such a great interview. Um, yeah, I've got these other. Um, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna play this interview with Taiwo Kuchishagalia, um about Go Tell It, the play about Harriet Tubman. Uh, I just wanted to play something that was um, had like was was December. <laughs> So I will have to play that interview with um um with Ronoka Rashidia, uh, maybe Friday. Um but I'm gonna play this one here with Tayo Kuchishakalia. Um and again, this is from the archives. This is from December uh five years ago. <laughs> uh two thousand twelve. And she's talking about um the the uh the play that uh that she uh, wrote about Harriet Tubman, The Christmas Story. Well, I, uh, it's really interesting that you be uh, taking, you know, Harriet Tubman and looking at looking at that thematically on the eve of the 150th anniversary of the Emancipation Proclamation uh, going into law, you know, January 1st, 1863, January 1st, 18, January 1st, 2013. Right. And, and one of my students just read a book. Uh, it was a biography of Harriet Tubman that was written by Ann Petrie, and I didn't even know that Ann Petrie you know, really famous for that novel, The Street. Uh-huh. I didn't know that she had written an, uh, a biography of Harriet Tubman. And my student, yeah, yeah, she's uh, my student is not African-American or, or of African descent, and she was just really fascinated by the story and uh, was writing uh, an argument around the whole notion of freedom. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, uh, Tywo, since this is um, a drama, a musical drama that's woven around the spirituals, I believe, that you wrote? Yes. Yeah, tell us about it. Um, well, it's a story that it chronicles one of Harriet Tubman's escapes, and it's the escape that she actually made when she went to escort her three brothers off the plantation where they were all formerly enslaved, where she was formerly enslaved and where they were enslaved at the time period. And this particular escape happened on Christmas of 1854. Oh. Uh, this is one of the escapes that we have a lot of details about, and we have a lot of details individually about her brothers and, and their lives and their families. And I, I've been wanting to have a show that tells the story of, of the coded messages and spirituals. And when I came across this particular story, I thought that's the perfect story to tell. One, because it's just a wonderful story. But two, we use spirituals to tell the story of the show. And so I kind of was able to do both within this show. Mm, nice, nice. Yeah, because you're one of the um, honorees of the uh, the Friends of the Negro Spirituals um, annual um, salute to keepers of the uh Keepers of what's what's the name? Spiritual Heritage Keepers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are one of the youngest. Are you still the youngest? I don't know if I'm still the youngest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I I think I last saw you um, in the piece that was a part of the uh, Oakland um, Opera 
That oh, was that Dark River. Yeah, the Fannie Lewis opera. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was um, post-slavery, but you know, Jim Crow was slavery, so you know. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is so amazing. So, where did you find this story? You said it was one of the ones that was, you know, that you have a lot of details on. How did you do the research? Um, I was actually, at the time, I was just researching spirituals and, and how pervasive coding is in spirituals. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm looking at spirituals, I'm looking at everything really from the time period. I'm looking at autobiographies like Frederick Douglass, and, and um, I'm looking at um, slave narratives. I'm looking at anything that's about the time period that I can piece together. And I was in the library at Cal State East Bay. I'll never forget. And, um... I was in the section with all of those books mm-hmm. and had the Harriet Tubman biography that's written by Sarah Bradford um, fell off the shelf to an open page. Mm. And I looked at the page and it was referencing a spiritual that she sang when she first successfully escaped from the plantation. And as I looked more through that book and through another book about Harriet Tubman, I found details in both books. I found different details about this one escape. So between both of those books, I was able to piece together a, a kind of complete picture about this escape. So Harriet Bradford, that's interesting, Harriet and Harriet Tubman. Um, and what was the name of the other book? Um, uh, well, it's, it's Sarah Bradford. I don't remember. Sarah I Bradford, remember okay. The name of this other book right now is totally escaping me, but it's a wonderful book that um, I can't believe I don't remember the name of this book. But the the woman who wrote the book, it was I guess it was her, her thesis, uh-huh. um, and she has a lot of detail in the book about Harriet Tubman and, and all of her family members, starting with her, I think Harriet Tubman's um, either, I think grandparents uh-huh. and the plantation that she was on, the surrounding plantations, and it just goes into um, a lot of detail about the time period and where she was living and who she came into contact with. and I mean, it's just it's wonderfully researched. And so I really leaned on that book heavily and then also on the book about Harriet Tubman that was written during her time because this woman actually interviewed Harriet Tubman and wrote down all of these um, all of these different chronicles of escapes and things like that. She interviewed her. Right. Oh, my goodness. Where? Wow, that is awesome. So it's this, really nice. It's uh, like, I cannot think of the name of the book right now. It's totally escaping me. Oh, is it going to be in your program? I will reference it in the program because this is what I pulled from, so I, I do want to reference that in the program so if people want to do further research, mm-hmm. they can. That is so amazing. Wow, she interviewed her. That is so great because I know Harriet Tubman, she ended up retiring um, to Canada, and they have a, um, her house as a museum, right? Right, it is. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? I haven't. I, I really want to go. That's one of my. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Marcus Shelby um, is a person that uh, has done a whole lot of research around Harriet Tubman and has, you know, he did that really wonderful suite um, that's really beautiful. And um, and he talks about how uh, there was a book when he was a child that was in his parents' library, his mother's library, because she's a teacher. And it was about Harriet Tubman, and, and it was a book that he was called to, and he read over and over again. And he said that she originally, you know, she went, she left and went back into slavery to get her her family members. And it was really hard getting them to go to freedom. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? How about you would think people would jump at freedom, right? You would think so. Um, and a lot of the 
and a lot of the research I came across, um, there were a couple things, there were a couple issues as to why she couldn't go back for certain family members. So in the instance of her three brothers, um, they, in fact, the first time that she made her successful escape, they went with her. Mm-hmm. And they got scared and they turned back. So she went on. And they were too afraid, so they went back. So there was always that fear factor, and it was it was something that people had to consider. If you were caught, you would more than likely either be sold further south, completely beaten and tortured, or killed. So there was a real danger there, and a lot of people were just too afraid to leave. Um, the other issue was she had a sister who she wanted to take with her when she went back and got to get her brothers, um, but her sisters, I believe it's her daughter, so Harry's niece had already been sold to a a neighboring plantation, and her sister was not willing to leave without her daughter. Mm -hmm. So in that instance, the reason that she didn't leave was because she didn't want to leave her child behind, which is also understandable. Eventually, Harry was able to go back and get her sister, I think, a few years later, and at that point, they were able to get the the niece as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So there were kind of several factors that played into people not necessarily wanting to leave at the time. Mm-hmm. What about her parents? I think her she tried to get her father uh, to leave with her, right? She did, and her parents, they were at the time period, and, and a lot of people don't know this, when Harriet made her first escape, she was in her 40s. So the, the time that she's going back and forth to rescue people, we're looking at her 40s and her 50s. So her parents by this time, they're in their 70s. Mm. So, I mean, with you know, it's a hard journey depending on where you're going. Sometimes the journey could take months. Sometimes it could take a year. Her parents were old, and they, they, they would have been a very difficult journey. So I think she tried a couple times unsuccessfully to bring her parents with her, mm-hmm. and eventually her parents did join her, uh, but it took some coaxing. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So, so when uh, she got her parents, did, did did her family settle with her in in Canada? They did. Okay. They did. Yes. What what city? Um, I'm not sure what city. I, I don't remember right now. Yeah. Ah, interesting. So, so tell us how how you tell the story and and tell us about this fantastic cast, uh, which includes your sister and your mother and your yes. your children <laughs> as dancers. You've got your husband as a drummer. You've got oh my goodness, it's big. It's really big. And that space you're having it in is, is intimate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we have about a 30-person cast. Um, But we tell the story, when we start out, we are in a village in Africa. So I always, you know, during Black History Month and during Kwanzaa and, you know, for African Americans, we always, you know, we look back. It's like our African heritage and our ancestors on, you know, on the, in in Africa did X, Y, and Z. And so the, the thought that I had was, do, is there the same conversation going on in African about our African-American ancestors were able to do X, Y, and Z in these circumstances? Mm-hmm. So I approach it from that perspective. So when you come in the space, you are in an African village, and we have our uh, village griot. And the griot is played by my mother, Baby Kuzi Chabuya. She is our village griot. My mom really is a griot, so, you know, it works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> she's, griot, she's telling about our wonderful African-American um, ancestors. And in this particular story that she's telling on this day, we're talking about the ancestor Harriet Tubman. 
And so the griot starts telling this story about how she was able to overcome all these odds to escort her brothers um, safely to freedom starting out on Christmas Day of 1854. So from from that point on with the griot, we kind of get transported back into time, and we see this story being told, and we meet a wonderful cast of characters. We see Harriet. We see her three brothers. We see one of the brothers' wives who was actually in labor on Christmas Day and couldn't leave because she just had an, an infant. Um, so we see all this, this wonderful cast of characters um, that is played by uh, my dance company members, my performing arts um, ensemble members, and then also we have a, a cast of just singers, and I have a lot of singers who uh, signed on from Bukani Mawetu, so I have I just have wonderful talent in the show. Um, I've been blessed to be able to recruit great talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, you know, certainly reflects on the high caliber of work that you do. Um, what's the name of your um, your dance company? Lyric Dance and Vocal Ensemble. Say it one more time. Lyric Dance and Vocal Ensemble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, wow, that's great. So um, would you say that this is a musical or uh, a play with music? This is a musical. Mm-hmm. We pretty much tell the entire story through spirituals. We have some traditional West African drumming and dancing. Um, we have some monologues and, and little bits and pieces there and the narration by the griot. But the primary driving force of the show is, is spirituals mm-hmm. and the coded language in the spirituals. Huh. Are you in it? I am in it. I'm singing, and I'm directing the choir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you saying the choir is sort of like a chorus? Um, yeah. Hmm? Yes, it is. Oh, okay, okay. So tell us uh, some of the songs that um, that are part of of the uh, the musical, and are there any that we might not be as familiar with than others? Um, we do. There are some that may not be as familiar. So we do, uh, of course, we sing Go Tell It on the Mountains because that is known as the Christmas spiritual, and that's our title spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we do that one. We sing Steal Away. So some of the, the obviously coded ones are definitely in the show. So we sing Steal Away. Uh, we sing Give Me Jesus, which is a, is a code song, which most people don't know is coded. Um, and we we give people all the code words in the show so that they can start to decode the songs for themselves as they're listening. <laughs> um, so we sing Give Me Jesus. We sing... Uh, Back to Give Me Jesus, I didn't know that was a code song. What's... It is, and see, here's it's a beautiful thing because I've been doing that. This, this show is the culmination of, of about three years of research. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, every spiritual has a key phrase or a key word that lets you know this is in code. Mm. So I want to give people the key words for Go Tell It on the Mountains, because when you hear it, you're going, oh, this is obviously coded. Mm. So in the, I believe it's the third verse of Go Tell It on the Mountains, it says, he made me a watchman upon the city wall, and if I am a Christian, I am the least of all. That verse, of course, is never sung in any churches. You never hear that verse during Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But that is the original language of the spiritual, and that's to let the listeners know, okay, ding, 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 I'm not talking about Christianity here. 
I'm not really talking about the birth of Christ. I'm talking about something else. So the spiritual says, go tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. Our Jesus Christ is born. And if you know anything about the language of spirituals, Jesus is always a benefactor, the person coming to help people escape on the plantation or, or giving you some sort of resources to escape. So when they say our Jesus Christ is born, what they mean is our benefactor, our helper is here and ready to help us escape right now. Oh, okay. And then forgive me, Jesus, what I really, really love about the wording of this one is that the second verse says, dark midnight was my cry, dark midnight was my cry, dark midnight was my cry, give me Jesus. You may have all this world, give me Jesus. And if you know about the coding that was used along the Underground Railroad during the time period, midnight was code for Detroit, Michigan. For real? Detroit was all was often the last stop people made on these shores before they reached Canada. Uh -huh. So midnight was Detroit. Dawn, if you ever hear any reference to Dawn, Dawn is Ontario, Canada. Mm. So when they're saying dark midnight was my cry, it's telling the listener we're going through Detroit. <laughs> wow. So give me Jesus literally means give me a benefactor, someone to help me escape. You may have all this world. You can take the South. You can take slavery. You can have all of it. Give me Jesus. Give me someone to help me escape. Hmm. So we sing, We I think we sing about 14 or 15 different spirituals in the show. Wow. All of them are, are coded, except there's one that's obviously not coded, needs no coding at all, and it's, well, I don't depending on how much you know about spirituals. It's, uh, the spiritual is how long train been gone. So it's how long train have been gone, all the members have gone, my dear husband is gone, my dear brother is gone, uh, it won't be back until Judgment Day. And when you hear Judgment Day, Judgment Day always meant emancipation. Uh -huh. And train is literally in reference to the Underground Railroad. So how long has this train been gone? How long have the people who are escaping been gone? When did they leave? Mm -hmm. So we sing, we have a lot of them, and we give people the code words so as they're listening to the songs, they can say, oh, oh, I get it now. So it's really cleverly written, I must say. So it's like, it sounds like a mystery, huh? It is. When you read spirituals, you're, you're, you're reading language that's shrouded in codes and in mystery, and the more you read into it, the more you understand it, because it, there are layers of coding. So it's not, you know, you can un, uncover one piece, and then there's also another layer underneath, and then there's another layer underneath that. So it's really like putting a jigsaw puzzle together. Wow. So who, um, who portrays uh, Harriet Tubman? Who's cast as, as the, uh, the protagonist, as the lead? Harriet Tubman is um, cast uh, Giff Bailey. She's a member of Lyric Dance and Vocal Ensemble. Uh -huh. And she is Harriet Tubman for this production. Mm, nice, nice. So she's um, 40 years old, a mature woman. And uh, do you um, have her interact with her husband? Because um, a lot of people don't know that she was married, and her husband, he didn't leave with her either. Right. She was married twice. So the husband that didn't leave, she, yeah, she's modern language. She kicked him to the curb. <laughs> and then she she married someone else after that. So we don't have any interaction um, between Harry and her husband for this show because he's, he's not present at all for this particular escape. Okay, yeah. And then also, um, you know, she... You know, she had a, a disability because she was um, 
injured, um, you know, Absolutely. when she was enslaved, yeah, and she would, you know, pass out and then right, come back. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the pieces that I find so inspirational about mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman and about this story in general because she would she would have these sleeping spells. And where she would pass out, sometimes it could be hours, sometimes it could be days. Mm-hmm. And um, but she, her faith was very, very strong, extremely strong. And in the in the autobiography, or not the autobiography, the biography that Sarah Bradford writes about her, where she's interviewing her, Harriet speaks candidly about her faith. She would say, "If I didn't know which way to go, I pray on it. Mm. I'd ask God for the answer, and she would move from there." So she, there was one escape. Um, where she was supposed to go a certain way, and then she prayed on it. She was like, no, that way is not safe. We're going to go a different way. And I think what's really telling about the people during the time period and about their connection with a higher source is that in spite of the fact that Harriet had this disability, they were willing to move with her and to lean on her faith. So, you know, today if someone had a disability and, you know, blacked out for hours, days at a time, and our lives depended on this person guiding us to freedom. They said, well, you know, God told me that we're going to do X, Y, and Z. A lot of people today would just laugh and be like, yeah, right, super mm-hmm. cynical. We live in a culture of cynicism. Mm-hmm. And at the time period, it was the complete opposite. People would say, okay, I believe that, or you got it. Like, we're going to go this way. And hundreds of people went with her. It wasn't just, you know, a few exceptional people. It was hundreds of people who trusted on, who trusted in her, trusted in her faith, and trusted in their own connection with a, with a higher power. And they were able to successfully and safely make it to freedom. And I just find that moving and, and completely amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, there's, there are certain values that um, we need to go back to, uh, we exactly. need to get back to, and that, which is really wonderful that you'd be telling the story, go tell it, um, around, you know, uh, on actually starting on the uh, winter solstice, which is also the renewal of the Mayan calendar, which is a time of renewal and rededication and sort of revisioning one's one's path. Right. So, um I mean, this woman, you know, she, you know, to go back once would have been like, wow. And then to go back several times to risk her freedom. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, wow, that is mighty. That is a mighty yeah. love for her, her family and her people. That's love, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, do I have that kind of love? It's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, right, y'all, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, she couldn't, she, she wouldn't have enjoyed, um, you know, freedom without her family. Exactly. Like, how much can you enjoy when the people, your the your loved ones, mm-hmm. are still enslaved somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it wasn't like it was it was something you know academic. I mean, she knew the brutality that they were facing. Exactly. It wasn't something that she had experienced, and it was it was and what she experienced was horrific. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after you know uh, she you know rescued her family, then she was a spy in the army. Right, exactly. Like, My goodness, woman, <laughs> you could be sitting out just chilling because she's an elder already. Right. <laughs> yeah, she, she stayed working. She was like, oh, we got to make sure that you know slavery is over for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really wonderful spirit. We need more Harriet Tubman. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, were, are there any songs uh, of the, I believe you said like 14 or so songs, were there any you weren't familiar with? 
Um, I actually wasn't familiar with how long Train had been gone. Mm. I was. We were in rehearsal one day, and the original song that I had put in the show for this particular part of the, of the plot um, was Lord How Come Me Here, which is one of those songs that, like, uh, sometimes I feel like a motherless child, mm-hmm. one of the spirituals that need no decoding. And the lyrics of that one say, Lord, how come me here? I wish I never was born. They treat me so mean here. There ain't no freedom here. They stole my chilling away. I wish I never was born. So I had that one in the show. Um, and this is the part of the show where Harriet's brother, whose wife is in labor, has to make a decision about whether or not he's going to stay with his wife, who just had a baby, or whether he's going to leave. And at this point, he chooses to leave because he's about to be sold further south the next day. So he leaves, and Marilyn Reynolds, who is uh, one of the singers of Bukani Mawetu, and she's in the cast with us, and I just found out, like, a few days ago that we studied with the same um, voice teacher, David Tigner, who just recently passed away. Um, she suggested how long Train had been gone. And I thought, I'm not familiar with that one. And she told me, but I hadn't even heard the melody yet. When she told me the words, I said, okay, we're replacing this song with that one. Mm-hmm. So that was the only one that I wasn't familiar with. Right. Yeah. Wow. This is just really, really sounds like it's going to be so rich. My goodness. Yeah, it's going to be a really nice show. Yeah, yeah. And so really, um, you know, you have all these different uh, generations um, as a part of this this whole piece, which is sort of reflects the period too, because uh, these stories, you know, on the plantations and in the vill- African villages, um, there are you know multiple generations living in concert with one another. Right. Our cast ranges in ages from seven to about seventy. Nice. So nice. we won the gambit. We have everybody involved. <laughs> that is so excellent. So that's going to have two performances um, Friday evening, December 21st uh, at 7. Oh, and both uh, Friday, December 21st and Saturday, December 22nd at 7 p.m. Yeah. And um, the matinee is sold out. <laughs> That's, wow, that's awesome. And it's going to be a Kids in Dance. Yeah. And that's 3840 MacArthur Boulevard at 38th Avenue in Oakland. Um, and people can get tickets in advance uh, or they can get t- tickets um, at the door. And so um, how how do people get tickets uh, in advance? What do they do? You To get tickets in advance, you can go to brownpapertickets.com and in the search bar type in Go Tell It and it'll pull up all the information. Um, you can also go to go tell it dot eventbrite dot com and that's e v e n t b r i t e dot com. So it's go tell it dot eventbrite dot com and order tickets there. The only difference between the two sites is on Eventbrite, if you have if you use PayPal, you can purchase tickets with PayPal. But otherwise, the ticket prices are exactly the same. You can just purchase tickets through both outlets. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. So the capacity of uh, of the venue, um, what would you say? It's about 50, 100? You need 120. Right, yeah, yeah. So people need it. It's sold out. The matinee is sold out. And the matinee is sold out, <laughs> and we're about, the seats are about halfway filled for both of the 7 p.m. shows right now. So mm-hmm. if people want to secure their tickets, their best bet would be to go online and, and get advanced tickets. We may have a few at the door, but not many. Right. <laughs> okay. So your sister, um, you know, your your partner and yes. everything. You all were Partner partners, Dennis. yeah, from the beginning. 
from the very beginning because we're identical twins. <laughs> from the very, very beginning. You all been sharing, yeah. right? It's all sharing everything. <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, Tande, what do you, what do you think of this, this work? And, and did you, um, were you a part of any of the, um, uh, development of it or are you coming in around the production? Yeah, she started doing these, um, I've been involved in it for some years now. Okay. She started, <laughs> she started doing um, lecture demonstrations hmm. at a lot of different places. So she did one at Cal City's Bay, which is where she was studying um, for her master's in music. She did one at Berkeley City College, which is where she – she did a couple at Berkeley City College, which is where she was teaching hmm. at the time. She's done them for – Kwanzaa's and black history performances and you know everywhere and she's always wanted to do a longer evening length work you know mm-hmm. uh, longer work so that she could really explain it and really do it the way that she wanted to and her husband and I and, and my father when he was still living we've been encouraging her and my mother as well we've been encouraging her over the past I guess what four years now mm-hmm. you know you should really do this you should put it on paper you need to turn it into something bigger and every time she does it, she's like, come on, Candy, you win this. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, whatever. <laughs> I'll do whatever you need me to do. And um, for this particular, uh, these particular three performances, she told me I was not allowed to dance. <laughs> mm. And that I have to sing. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. How's it going for you? Great. It's been really nice. I've been, I opened up my house for all the rehearsals and, I've been helping her do, you know, whatever she needs to do. She kind of always takes on or bites off more than she can chew, so to speak. And so I'm always saying, you know, you don't have to do everything by yourself. You have people that will help you. What do you need me to do? And I just always jump in there and do, you know, whatever needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Last weekend I decided I was going to, because it was the weekend before the shows, that I wanted to cook for the entire cast which was crazy because our god sister just had a baby, so I was in the hospital all night while she was in labor, and then I went straight to church, and then I went straight to the store, and then I came straight home to cook for about mm, 40 people. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a labor of love, and it's the last time the cast is going to really be together, you know, before, I mean, all the madness that's going on this week, dress rehearsals, tech rehearsals, and then the shows start on Friday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just always get in there and help her however I can and do whatever she needs me to do. Mhm. Sounds really wonderful. So, are you a part of the chorus or the choir? So you sing all the songs? I am. I sing all the songs. I lead a couple of songs, and uh, I'll probably be, you know, clapping and stomping. And if somebody gives me a tambourine, I'll be shaking that too. <laughs> <laughs> I really love someone to give me a tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some of your favorite songs, Kahende? Um. A favorite of mine, which if people are coming, they should really, really look forward to, mm-hmm. is Were You There? Now, that's a spiritual. That was the first spiritual that I was ever taught mm-hmm. by my voice instructor, Norma Levister, when I was in the Young Musicians Program at UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And I will always.
just have me sing the song. But Bukani came in, and they have this arrangement that they always do. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful arrangement. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing that arrangement in the show. And let me tell you, the first time I heard the arrangement, I'm singing. So they're just like, jump in there. And I'm, you know, trying to jump in, but I'm also trying to listen, too. Mm -hmm. And as soon as it was over, I said, and I was just shouting. I mean, it's gorgeous, gorgeous. I think that's probably one of my favorites in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, people should really look forward to it. It's beautiful. There's singing. There's going to be dancing. Like, there's not going to be a dry eye in the house. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. gorgeous. Wow, wow. I guess you can't tell us if um, Harriet is successful in getting and in, in helping in getting her brothers um, to uh, to Canada. No, we can't get that away just yet. No, no, I said, no, I said, no, I don't want you to tell us. No, we, we, we'll find out. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what about your set? Who did your set design? Set design is a, kind of a, it's a group effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Celinda Johnson is helping us. Okay, yeah, your, pre, your old preschool teacher, huh? Always. She's involved in everything all the time, too. So I come out to the you in this. <laughs> and then my mom is doing a lot of set design, Fabi Kuji Shagulia and um, uh, Lisa Grayson. She works at Iwe Omode with Taiwo. She's an artist, so she did the cover art for the flyers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's great. Oh, so you work at uh, Iwe Omode? Taiwo does. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, so who's teaching? Are either one of you teaching still? Um who did see Taiwo? You did the uh, the master's degree, right? right. I, did a, I did a master's in business, and then I was studying for my master's in in music at, at Cal State East Bay, and mm-hmm. did all the research. I even did my graduate recital before I realized that what I really wanted wasn't necessarily a master's in music. Mm-hmm. It was more like a master's in African American history. Right. Well, you know, I I decided that I wasn't going to spend any more money. <laughs> that I wasn't really enjoying, not that I don't enjoy studying music, I just don't necessarily um, enjoy looking at classical forms and and trying to analyze them and and things like that. Mm, Okay, Um, yeah. Okay, but but this work came out of that. It came out of, yes, the the research that I did while I was at Cal State East Bay. Right, wow, nice, nice. So um, I think, Kahinde, you mentioned that you all could sing a song. So... Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you want to sing for us? Deep River. Okay. Deep River, my home is over Jordan. Deep River, Lord, I want Yeah. 
right? And I cannot think of the name of the channel right now off the top of my head, but okay. we'll, we'll upload it onto the, the website. Mm-hmm. We have a website for the show, and then we'll also have it on the program. And so people can go to that channel, and they can watch some of the stuff from um, SOS, which we do every April, Stopping Our Silence. And we always, because it's our, our background, we always include spirituals and traditional West African dance and drumming and praise dance in every production we do. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what type of production we're doing, you'll see those art forms in those productions. So if you look at the um, the YouTube channel, you'll see some uh, traditional West African dance that we actually, we start out with a praise dance, it goes into a step, and then it goes into a traditional West African dance. So we, we hit everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's excellent, excellent. Well, what you can do is, um, you know, when you get a moment, you can send me a link to your to your YouTube channel. But in the meantime, okay. I was visiting your really lovely uh, Go Tell It website, really nice um, art that you. You know, people can look at, as well as, you know, information about the uh, project. Real, real user-friendly website. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you have a nice, um, you know, um, video interview on the website as well, which is nice. Right, where well, we also sing Deep River. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's your signature song. That's why you're yeah, so good. That's our song. <laughs> but you also sing Escape at Christmas and uh, Over My yeah. Head, right? I sing Over My Head, yes, and that's actually the first song that um, that you'll Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to trying to figure this out and see if I can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be so fun. And then and then you'll, you know, later on I can say, oh, yeah, I got it, or no, I didn't. <laughs> I might have missed the call because these folks, you know, um, you know, we're messing around and, and to, you know, to have these, these signals and these codes embroidered in the quilts and sung in the songs and, you know, it might be uh, the way you tie your belt that day. I mean, it was just like right, exactly. very creative. Right, exactly. the color oh you're wearing or, yeah, I mean, all kind of different little coded things mm-hmm. to look for. Yeah, yeah, just just shows the creativity of of, of you know, um, of African people, but also um, the whole notion that freedom is something that's natural. Right. And that, you know, even people who don't know about the slave insurrections, you know, it wasn't all that, it wasn't always big like an insurrection. That's like a big thing. You know, it was every day, you know, resistance in everything. And right. uh, and then having someone like Harriet Tubman to be able to facilitate that that passage, like you know, I'm, you know, I'm wishing and dreaming about freedom, but how do I do it? And then you meet a Harriet Tubman, it's like, oh, you know, just do blah blah blah, and you know, and be brave, and you know, have faith in me, and you don't have to like have faith in yourself, just have faith in me, I'll get you there. Right, right. Mhm. It's really, really lovely. Well, I'm not going to hold you any longer. I just really am so happy that you were both able to join me uh, today and uh, talk about this wonderful, um, wonderful play. Go tell it. Harriet Tubman. Wonderful, wonderful. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. And thank you so much for, you know, dropping me a line and saying, just come. You know, you don't have to work. You can just be my guest. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) And you're welcome. Yeah. All right, so I will see you. Um, I'm thinking about um, tomorrow evening, not tomorrow, but Friday evening. But I'll, I'll, I'll confirm it. Make sure there's still a ticket for me. <laughs> oh, there's still, there's still, there's still a ticket now. I can put you on the list now. Okay. All right. Cool. Excellent. All right. Super. Well, both of you all take good care and uh, keep up the wonderful creative work. Okay. Thank you. All right. You take care. All right. Peace Bye. and blessings. Bye bye. <laughs> 
Ah, yeah, go tell it. Wonderful play. And I believe um, Taibo um, and uh, Kahinde said that they're going to um, be uh, putting it on, because I asked, was it going to happen this month, because they usually do it in December. But I think they're going to be doing it um, in February. But but it is going to have another, um, they're going to, you know, uh, have another production, so that's wonderful. And um, the uh, Umoja is going to be happening at um, City of Refuge Church in Oakland uh, tomorrow, um, Wose and Ilioma Day, um, and the Bay Area Kwanzaa Committee um, are hosting it. And I think it's 6 o'clock, um, but anyway, um, at City of Refuge in, in Oakland. And the... Um, and then our sister in San Francisco, who always um, programs the whole seven days, and each day has multiple um, multiple programs. I'll give you that website and information after I, I play this song by by Desert Rose um, Sacred. I really like Ubuntu. <laughs> but I'm gonna play sacred because I don't remember it. I I know Ubuntu. Ubuntu is heck of nice. Um, maybe I'll play that too if we have a little more time afterwards.
Desert Rose, Sacred. Well, I found uh, the Village Project, and you can definitely visit the Village Project uh, website because um, you probably won't be able to uh, to write this down as fast as I'm going to tell it to you. But um, the uh, the website is Kwanzaa with two A's, SanFrancisco.com, and the Village Project SF.org to get to to read this and print it out. <laughs> um but Kwanzaa kicks off in San Francisco at City Hall, uh December twenty sixth tomorrow at twelve noon. Uh that's one Doctor Carlton Goodlit Way at the Bretunda. And then at two o'clock there's going to be another Kwanzaa program at the Museum of the African Diaspora, which is on Mission and Third Street. And uh and then there's gonna be a final Kwanzaa uh Celebration at West Bay Conference Center, also in the Fillmore, uh, 1290 Fillmore at Eddy. And uh, and then the next day, uh, um Friday, December 27th, is going to be at the Western Edition Cultural, Western Edition Family Resource Center uh, at 1 o'clock. And the Hamilton Recreation Center, I guess they're both the same place, at 1900 Gary at Steiner. And then at 4 o'clock on Friday, um, the Village Project is going to be at OMI Family Resource Center and Minnie and Lovey Recreation Center. Um, there must be a combination name of the of the same venue because it's got the same address. Uh, 650 Capitol Avenue, that's at 4 o'clock. And then um, at 6 p.m., uh, the... Um, uh, Kwanzaa will be happening in Bayview at the YMCA, Rafiki Wellness Coalition. I guess they're maybe sponsoring it. Maybe that's why we have the hyphenated. Or, uh, but that's at 6 o'clock, and that's at 1601 Lane Street, L-A-N-E. And then the next day, which is Saturday, Ujima, Collective Work and Responsibility. Um, that's Saturday, December 28th, 1 o'clock, Boys and Girls Club, 380 Fulton Street at Golf. Um Three o'clock Booker T Community Center, eight hundred Presidio at Sutter, and six p.m. at the African American Art and Culture Complex. That's all on Saturday, the twenty eighth, and then Ujamaa Cooperative Economics, Sunday, December twenty ninth at ten o'clock at Bethel AME Church, nine sixteen Laguna Street at Golden Gate, one o'clock at the San Francisco Main Library, one hundred Larkin. 4 o'clock, 3rd Baptist Church, 1399 McAllister at Pierce. And then 7 p.m., St. Philip Baptist Church, 745 Velasco Avenue. These are all in San Francisco. And then NIA, Purpose, Monday, December 30th, 1 o'clock, Dr. George Davis Senior Center, 1753 Carroll Avenue, 3 p.m. Fellowship Oh, no, 3 p.m. No, that's at 1 o'clock, sorry. At 3 p.m., the Fellowship Manor Senior Center, 12808 Golden Gate at Webster. And then at 6 p.m., the Success Center um, is is hosting with at Jeffrey's Inner Circle, that's in Oakland, 
410 14th Street in Oakland. So it's going to be in Oakland. Um, they've jumped over the bay, which is kind of cool. Uh, Kuumba Creativity is going to be on Tuesday, December 31st, 1 p.m., the Western Edition Senior Center, and that's being, um, uh, I think, Mo Magic is going to be um, co-sponsoring that, and that's at 1390 Turk Street at Fillmore. And then Imani, which is Wednesday, Imani means faith, uh, it's Wednesday, December, Wednesday, January 1st at 6 p.m. at St. Cyprian's Episcopal Church, 2097 Turk at Lyon, Lyon Street. So, yeah, um, it's going to be really wonderful. And like I said, I don't think anybody does it like Sister Adrian Williams. She is to be commended. So you can visit Kwanzaa with two A's, SanFrancisco.com, K-W-A-N. A no K W A N Z A A San Francisco spelled out dot com and for all the information about the Village Project SF you can go to their website the Village Project SF dot org so yeah yeah enjoy uh, the Kwanzaa season and definitely um, you know take these principles into the new year and reflect on them maybe one every week or one a month, and just cycle them um, because these principles are ones that we should definitely, um, you know, incorporate into our lives, um, not just one one day um, out of the end of the year into the next year, but, you know, um, more actively because they are really beautiful. And so we're going to close the show with, um, I mentioned, Ubuntu. Um which is a really wonderful concept. Um, I see you in me, and I am because you are. And it goes much deeper than that. But it's a, um, it's a concept that comes out of, it's an African concept um, that comes out of um, the uh, South African community. And so, um, yeah, Ubuntu It's really, really beautiful. And again, this is Desert Rose. Be well and enjoy your day. Hey, hey. 